The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I'd like to share with you a number of amazing, powerful stories that highlight how careful you have to be with another child. I'm very grateful to my daughter, Racheli. She was just at Tara Masera's president conference. And while they were, she was there, they were giving out a free book from Avi Fishoff. It's called like something like Royalty and very thick book, beautiful Torah and amazing stories. So I'm going to share with you a few stories that I gleaned from this fantastic book, which I would recommend that everyone take a look at and also dive in as well. There was one unbelievable mechanech in Yerushalayim. His name was Rabbi Avram Baharan. Rabbi Avram Baharan was a very mischievous child when he was younger. And the story goes is that he went to Etz Chaim Cheder, which is where all the Yerushalmin went, and he was there causing a lot of mischief. And the story goes is that when they had food during lunch, it was not that good. Every once in a while, a very wealthy man from out of, out of town would come and they would donate something a little extra that the little children would have something to eat. And once in a while, they would have an amazing special dessert. What was the dessert? They would have fresh chocolate pudding. Now, you can imagine if you're a person, you like chocolate pudding. If you're a kid, you really like chocolate pudding. And this Avram, he was starving. He was so hungry. And it seems like he was a quite a precocious child. And Avram waited online, got his pudding. And while he was on his way back to his seat, he was so hungry. He was eating and shoveling spoon after spoon after spoon until he got to his seat. He was already done with his first round. He turned around and went for a second round. The cook who saw that he made a quick U-turn says, I just gave you. He says, no, can I please have another? I'm starving, please. He says, okay, fine. I'll give you you have enough for two, but that's it. He puts a third one, a second one in, and Avram walks away, and he can't stop eating. And Avram decides he's going to be a little chavraman. What does he do? As he's coming around for his third helping, he realized the cook's probably not going to give it to him. So what did he do? He stuck his arm in between two of his friend's arms to pretend that the, the cook wouldn't realize, as he's doling out all the pudding and slopping it into the bowls, that he'd get a third portion. The cook realized right away what was going on, and he hit Avram's bowl out of his hand and said, I told you, some people even get seconds and you're coming for thirds? Knock this bowl out. Avram, who was a little kid, it seems like he was a quite strong, strong kid as well. You knock my bowl out. You knock my, my pudding out of my hand. Oh, the kid jumped off onto the table, took the entire bowl, the entire pot pudding and flipped it upside down on the floor. If I can't have it, no one can have it. Everyone was in shock. Some people didn't even get singles. Forget about doubles. Oh, Avram, said the cook. Wait until we tell the principal, Rabari Levine. Oh, is he going to get you? But he's going to get you tomorrow. You're going to have to sit and stew. This is going to be a real severe repercussion. This boy, the entire evening, was sitting in his bed in fear. What will Rabari Levine do? Is he going to throw him out? Is he going to punish him? What is going to be? The very next morning, Rabbi Levine saw this young boy and says, Avram, come here, I need to speak with you. Avram knew, okay, his days are over. He sits with Rabbi Levine in a quiet corner, and Rabbi Levine says to him, Avram, is it true what I heard about you yesterday? And Avram looks with his head down and says, yes, I lost myself, I'm sorry. He says, no, 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 I'm not talking about that. Is it true what I heard yesterday that you love chocolate pudding? I, I do? says, okay, good. That's what I thought. And with that, Rabbi Levine opens up a drawer next to him and pulls out a fresh cup 
of chocolate pudding and says, I know you like it here, B'Te'avon. That was it. That's real chinuch. Don't embarrass the kid. The kid knew that what he did was wrong. He even acknowledged it. He said, I'm sorry. But you wanted a chocolate pudding. Here you go. You wanted another cup. Here's your other cup. That's understanding real chinuch. That's understanding what a child is. They say that the stiplagon, when he was getting later on in his years, where it was very difficult for him to walk. He had problems with his legs. It was very difficult. He was not, it was not, it was not a, a well man. And for him to get from one place to another, it was, it was a big, big deal. The story goes is that one Shabbat in the summer, he turned to his son, Reb Chaim Kanievsky, and he, Zatel, and he said to him, I have to walk a few blocks away to wish Mazatov. Mazatov to who? Said the name of the family. They had no clue who this family, I mean, family in Benebrak, but it was like, it's like a family in the periphery. They knew of, of them. They didn't know anything special about them. Okay, whatever. Ah, but no, it's too hard. I'm t- I have to go. You're either coming with me or you're not. And the story goes, on Shabbat, it took the stipler 45 minutes to get to, it was a pretty short distance, but it was very difficult for him to get to this family's home. When he finally got there, it was, they see it was a bar mitzvah of a young boy. The stipler went over to the father, Mazato, Mazato, says to the boy, Mazato, Mazato. Then the stipler leaned over to the boy, and he was very hard of hearing, so he would yell, because it was very hard for him to hear. He would yell, Years ago, I embarrassed you! And I could not ask you, Mechila. What was the story? The story was that this young boy came to the letterman shul and he had a certain type of sidur that looked like a gemara, that had perush on one side, perush on another side, explanations on both sides. And then in the middle was the words of the, the prayers. The disciple didn't realize that and he thought this young boy was like making fun of learning from a gemara. He didn't realize that. He sees the surat adaf. He sees that the format of the page Looks like a Gemara. He says, this boy's making a, a mocking of, of prayer. And one of the boys says, close that Gemara right now. You're not praying. And the boy was shocked. He pointed. He said, it's not a Gemara. Stop looking at oh, oh my gosh, I embarrassed him. I made him feel bad. And Stipler said, are you Bar Mitzvah? He says, no, I'm 11. The Stipler asked for his Bar Mitzvah Parsha, what his family name was. And he circled that in his calendar. Then on that Parsha for that family, he will go and ask this young boy, Mechila, for embarrassing him like that. Who thinks like that? Little people are still people. Rev Zev Shechter said a story. I heard a similar story. Ramanus Mandel did this. Maybe he's speaking about himself or Ramanus Mandel. The story goes that there was one boy who was quite disruptive in class. And then he did something completely asinine, like something like really, really crazy. So the story goes that they had to obviously take the boy out. But the Rebbe didn't want to embarrass the boy. Listen to this brilliance. He pulls the boy off to the side and says, what you did deserves for you to leave, but I'm not going to embarrass you by asking you to leave. And with that, the Rebbe stood up and says, okay, Kalman here, holding the young boy, the mischief maker, Kalman here is going to get Rebbe a cup of tea because my throat is hurting me. Kalman, you're going to get a cup of tea, right? Okay, thank you. And with that, the Rebbe walks him outside of the room and then whispers to him and says, you have an in-school suspension in the hallway for the next 10 minutes. I need you to go to the teacher's lounge and get a coffee, but take your time. But you have to know what you did was wrong. You cannot be in class right now. Think about what you did, but you're getting me a cup of tea. Brilliant! Preserving the dignity of this child. The Chazanish one time overheard a young child turning to his father and saying, how long is this davening going to be? I can't do it. And the father said, just listen to the first 30 tekiot and then you could leave. Immediately when the Chazonish heard that, 
He turns to the Balkare and says, we're skipping the Lam Natsach, all the Tfilot, let's say the Bracha right now. He says, well, what do you mean? We said, don't worry, I'll explain later. And the Chazanish said, this boy is hungry. We can't make him wait. He's not bar mitzvah. You're talking about the greatest of the great, and the Chazanish is minyan. The kid didn't have to be there. Chazanish understood. He's a person too. He deserves our respect. We can't just let him go starving like that. Sensitivity. Reb Shlomo Zalman Arbach was brought a young child who said, I don't understand why in the world would Hashem make certain halachot. The Shem Zalman says, what do you mean you don't understand? He says, the boy was in tears. He says, I accidentally forgot it was Shabbat. I didn't realize and I turned on the light. Why would Hashem do that to me? I feel so guilty. He was a little kid. Why would Hashem do that to me? And Reb Shlomo Zalman Arbach on the spot says, young boy, let me tell you something. The reason why Hashem does that for you is for you to recognize your actions count and if you made a mistake, just move on. You won't do it again. He says, I'm an older man. And Hashem gave me an unbelievable thing. He said, tie your shoes. Now, you can't tie both shoes at the same time. It's impossible to do that. Hashem knows we're going to tie our shoes anyways. So might as well make it a mitzvah too. You might as well do it a right way. Isn't that amazing? You're doing it anyways. Can you imagine how many thousand of mitzvot I have in my life just doing what Hashem asked me to do? Because you matter. You, my young boy, you matter to Hashem. And the boy felt uplifted. And I'd like to conclude this thought that little children, not so little, they're little adults. There was a story, a young man, he himself said this story. He said, I grew up in a religious home. I went away from the path of Torah. And every single Shabbat, me and my friends, we used to play soccer. Soccer, and it was a good game of soccer. And we decided to up the ante. Instead of just playing a game of soccer, we made sure to play a game of soccer next to the Bet Knesset. And we were playing. The ball was going to and fro and to and fro. He said, and I had this really sick kick. I kicked it very high in the air. And the person who was supposed to catch the pass, he misread me. He didn't understand I was trying to pass him. And the ball went sailing over his head. And as the rabbi was walking out of the Beth Knesset, boom, direct hit right in the head, knocked off his hat, and got full of dust. We were laughing hysterically. And this boy says, as he's recounting the story, he says, me and my great arrogance, I walked over to the rabbi as he fell to the floor, and he's picking up his dusty hat, and he's just dusty, he can't dust it, obviously, Shabbat. As he puts the hat on, I go over to him and say, would you like to join us? Not like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Please forgive me. Would you like to join us? And everyone got a big laugh from that. The rabbi calmly and gently goes down to me and says, would you care to come to my house and eat something? Maybe you're hungry. So I'm like, what a naive person this person says. Not only does he not get phased and he doesn't want to join me in the game, I had the chutzpah to tell him that. He's inviting me over to his house. He seems like a really stupid person. Yeah, yeah, I'll come to your house. Yeah, so he tells the guys, I'm going to go to this house. Come, come. I'm going to go with him, okay? I'm going to come with you. He walks to the rabbi's house, young man, very sweet wife, and he ate and ate and ate doubles, triples, until they had no more food left. The rabbi didn't insist on him saying Bechat Amazon. This young man is about to get up and he goes, you know, come to think of it, actually, I'm a little tired myself. Do you mind if I, do you mind if I sleep here? The rabbi says, please be my guest, sleep on the couch. My home is your home. But it's like, wow, this rabbi, like, what, what a dumb man. He's giving me his food. I cleaned him out from his food. Like, I, I saw he had no more food left. Now he's giving me a place to sleep. That's great. He wakes up. 
The rabbi didn't wake him up for Surah Shishit. The rabbi didn't wake up for Mincha. He didn't wake up for anything. Nothing. It comes Abdallah. I saw them make Abdallah. Then I had another idea. I'm going to... You know, Saturday night movies are a real cool thing to watch. I plan on going to... I don't have any money on me. Because it's like Shabbat and everything. You probably didn't have any money also. Do you mind giving me some money so I could go watch the movies? And this person says, I thought for sure this person would say, get out of my house. Who do you think you are? That's what a normal person would say. Not this rabbi. This rabbi goes, hold on one second. Turns to his wife. Do you have any? He comes back. He says, I think this will be enough for you. I don't know how much a movie costs. If you need any more, come back. This is your home. If you want to sleep here, you're more than welcome to keep sleeping here. I went to the movies and then I came back late that night, Saturday night, like one o'clock in the morning. I stayed there. Over time, this kind rabbi and his wife, they basically adopted me. They fed me. They clothed me. He never once made me feel stupid. And oh, and I said, you know what? This is not right. I have to, I have to reciprocate in some way. I started to go to tefillah with him. Started putting out tefillin. Choser b'tshuva, went to yeshiva. And you know who this rabbi was? Rabbi Ovadia Yosef. Rabbi Ovadia Yosef, when he was a young rabbi, took this person in personally and made sure that I stayed the proper path because he understood I'm still a person, even though I'm young. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.